1: To get started, visit plushcare.com weight loss. That's plushcare.com weight loss.
0: coming from our basement your headphones. even who the unknown. Thank you for downloading the podcast, Now, here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. In the
1: that I'm gonna give
0: it Welcome into another episode of the podcast. Dianos, I am Jordan Hall, and I'm joined, as always, by Eric Wayne. Eric, this is the 69th episode of the show. What kind of nice ways have you been celebrating nice. this week?
1: Nice. I've been making vague sexual innuendos around the house. Not, not you know, just practicing. around the house.
0: You've been texting them to me. It's it's grown quite uncomfortable, right?
1: You know, I I practice on you know the house plants and practice on you know you know the whatever I see around the house. Try to mix in a in a sexual innuendo. Oh, okay. you know, get prepared.
0: That's what you were practicing. Okay, um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah,
1: this... you know, you got to keep your got to keep your game strong.
0: Yes, of course. Um, So, of course, this is is the first regular season episode of the season. Um, You know, as Jim Price would say, we're back to, uh, you know, the tall buildings. We want to stay there. Um, Do you feel any different now that we're back to covering a team that plays in a city with tall buildings?
1: Um, Colder for certain. Would you feel that way as well?
0: Yes, I would. Um, So we spent a couple days down in Indianapolis, and on Friday it was like, mid 50s and sunny and today Mm. we got like six inches of snow in traverse city so it's been a little bit of a of a different kind of week for me
1: yeah but between columbus and tc you made a stop yes
0: yeah, yeah. Stopped at Comerica. We'll get it. We'll get into that. I had a I had a Ooh, great lots time. Lots of juicy details. It was so cold uh, for the <laughs> last three innings, but the first six were just absolute baseball perfection. But we'll get into that. Oh, nice. We'll get into that later. Uh, so so we're, we're five games into the season. Haven't gotten off to a hashtag great start, um, but we are on the board. We have won one one game so far. And did you see? Um, the The post game yesterday, uh, what what had happened to the locker room since that since they'd won? Apparently, they installed some some lasers, uh, some strobe lights, a disco ball. Uh, oh yeah, the loud. I heard music. Mickey
1: talking about this. Yeah, but I, I haven't um, seen it.
0: It was in the locker room after they won. <laughs> that certainly is is an idea. Um, I thought Mario uh, phrased it best when he referred to it as a New York disco tech. Which you'
1: disco tech?
0: You're a little older. Can you shed some light on on if that's an apt analogy for us?
1: You know, in my discoing in my day, no, I don't know anything about discotech. That was even before me. What was it? Uh, Club Fifty Six or what? What is the? Isn't there a movie about like the famous New York disco?
0: You know, I don't I watch don't... movies. They're too long yeah that's right
1: my fault mike myers who what's the movie about the new york disco with
0: mike myers all oh, the listeners are screaming at us right now because they know yeah. but i have no idea uh, my question oh, my on list. on this locker room kerfuffle is whose idea do you think this was
1: hmm. i don't i don't know is it garden hires it's
0: here's the thing like you on the surface you look at that and you think that is the least garden hire thing in the world but if you take a step back, I could see this being something that Gardenhire like thinks that the kids would really like. <laughs> like when I was a kid, you Let's know, we, we liked flashing lights. Let's go ahead and put that in and have some fun. Um, he was
1: the guy with the speakers in the backfield in Lakeland.
0: Yeah, Guardi is all about fun, just like everyone said when he got the job. Um, I just I think it's interesting because when we're 15 games under 500 in June. Um, a random, you know, Wednesday afternoon day game win—it's going to be a little bit, a little bit hard to get behind the whole, uh, you know, disco balling in the locker room.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's more fun to disco ball when you've earned a W. It's we got to have a few of those. Uh, maybe it makes the wins sweeter when you don't get as many of them.
0: Maybe we should we should get get an inside source to let us know if that in fact is true. Yeah. Um, but what I really want to talk about on this show. Well, before we get to the Tigers, before we get to baseball, is um, okay. I don't know if you saw this, but during the the Michigan game last night, there is a new show. Well, I don't I don't know if it's new; it's new, new to me. I learned that it exists. It's called Drop the Mic on TBS. Um, apparently, B list celebrities, none of which are actually rappers, have freestyle battles against each other. Okay. Um, I was discussing with with Whitney. Like, I'm pretty sure I'm that there's it. been a worse idea for a television show, but like. None immediately come to mind.
1: Whatever, this is an awesome idea. I'm is digging it? this. Yeah, so, it is.
0: So the one it they were is. advertising is Shaq against Ken Jong. But
1: I feel like Shaq has a an advantage because he's he's attempted somewhat of a rap
0: career, yeah, yeah, an he, attempt. He's he's definitely rapped. Um, and Ken you know, Jong, I mean kind of but like what could happen on this show like between them going back and forth you know the idea is to to burn each other you know m at oh, the shelter yeah. style like there is zero possibility that any of this turns out fun like right There, there's no way
1: yeah you either want some kind of quality or you want train wreck but like funny train wreck yeah you don't want just like awkward uncomfortable badness i would say i
0: see no way that they avoid that um, yeah. and all of it is just under the moniker of like the whole drop the mic i feel like that was cool like six years ago um, yeah when
1: it, obama does it i mean they, you're kind of done when the
0: president does it right yes yeah definitely um when when white parents are doing it um or the president <laughs> right. it's done um yeah. so anyway that brings us to this week's leadoff question who from the tiger's world would you most like to see in a rap battle
1: well, we talked about Garden Hire, right? He's got that nice, deep, low baritone. I guess I didn't realize that when he was with the Twins, but now I hear him a little more frequently. You know, he's got the pipes going. Have you noticed that?
0: Uh, I have. Yeah, it's a, yeah, I feel like he would instantly, like, step in and replace either of us and have a much better voice Yeah. In the radio. Yeah. Just get the
1: get the real deep, hey, ladies, the Barry White going. <laughs>
0: so, um, so who's Gardy oh, battling?
1: Um, I'm going to say he's battling Stumpf. Um, I heard some Stump, and he's got this kind of Southern draw going. I don't know where he's from, but someplace south of the Mason-Dixon. He and, seems like uh, an
0: Alabama boy.
1: Yeah, he's got the whole Bubba Sparks thing going for him. You know what I'm saying? I do.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, so
1: Stump, Daniel Stump, that's my guy.
0: I went a little bit outside of the the organization itself. Um, the first person I'd like to see drop in some some bars would be Beth Bernstein. Um, I, feel, <laughs> I feel like there's rhymes within her, um, yeah, and of course, break free. She would be battling Jason Beck um, because Beck is Beck. A, Beck's a silly goose. Um, I, th- I think those two could could really go back and forth. But I want to get your opinion. Beck on- would
1: be very thorough. Like he, all his rhymes would be would be correct. It would
0: be perfect. Yeah, definitely. And okay. and none of the burns would be. Um, you know. They, they wouldn't be assumptions about Beth. It would be something that he had had researched, he had researched and knew for thoroughly. sure that that yeah. was, a, you know, corrections
1: to her or her previous, you know, misses um, like that is inaccurate.
0: Yeah. How do you think Lynn would be? I feel like Lynn, there's the potential for him to be an excellent, um, at least wordsmith when it comes to, to writing these raps.
1: He's got the vocabulary for sure. I feel like he probably he's the kind of guy who would spend like five minutes on a tweet, though.
0: I don't know coming up. That's with true, it. and that, that's not the that's not what you want from a from a freestyle rapper.
1: And he'd get distracted by just like his pet peeves. I think yeah, you like, could get him off his lack game. of recycling options. <clears throat>
0: yeah. Okay, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can on Twitter. I am at Jordan Hall twenty three. Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at Podcastianos. On Instagram, I am at Jordinio four. J-O-R-D-I-N-H-O, and then the number for facebook.com backslash podcastianos. And we would love it if you would take the time to subscribe, rate, on, uh, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or whatever other platform you're listening to the show on. And we have some new reviews. Are you excited? Yes. Yes. Um, as we've said before, if you leave us a review, take a screenshot of it, tweet us, tweet it to us, and we will read it out. You will become famous on the Internet and forever— um, earn our affection. The first one comes in from Ashley Wiggs. Uh, it's five stars. And the title is I find them tolerable. It's a good start. Uh, she yeah, says, I came know. for the baseball. I stayed for the fire emojis. Clearly, clearly looking at our at our uh, hot takes fire emoji uh, review or preview show from last week.
1: You know, somebody says, Eric, you're tolerable. My heart just glows with warmth and pride. Yeah. Thank absolutely.
0: you. Um, and the second one comes from B dash app five stars. And he says the, the t- excuse me, the title is just what I was looking for. I have to admit, this is the first time that we have ever been exactly what someone was looking for. Um feels a bit far fetched, but yeah, but we'll take Bono
1: it. Bono and YouTube yeah, can suck it yes this guy has finally found what he's looking
0: for um, and he says the winged wheel podcast for me started uh, on sports podcast started him on sports podcasts. and seen as the Red Wing season is all but over and baseball is starting I wanted a similar feeling podcast for the baseball season this podcast is exactly what I was looking for best Tigers podcast smiling with teeth emoji
1: that's so warming thank you friend
0: Thank you. Um, so, like I said, leave us a review on one of those, and we'll read it out. Um, it is very helpful for us. Shoots us up the charts. One day, I'm sure we will be number one. Um, the bracket challenge has come to an end. Michigan did not win, but my father, Big Steve, has actually won uh, the bracket.: Big group. Steve. He came wow. through. He's he's expecting his baseball cards too. You better get on that um, baseball
1: cards and his disc golf. Or is he gonna is he gonna um, give that to somebody else or what?
0: I'll uh, I'll I'll get him in touch with you and you you two can yeah. work that out. His bracket of, of the millions on ESPN ranked 3,122nd. seconds. Wow.
1: Big, that is big. Is He's incredible. putting the big in Big Steve.
0: No kidding. Um, you finished fifth in the bracket group, which is— Did I really?
1: It's pretty correct. I, I picked I pick Villanova.
0: Yeah. Um, I finished 37th, which there was more than 50, uh, 50 brackets in there, so I'm I'm taking some heart from that.
1: Mm. Fifth I was, though, huh? You were fifth. Looking down at all the losers beneath me. I'm Blaine Hardy, and you're listening to the podcast,
0: Giannos. So like we discussed in the open, the Tigers have played some actual baseball that actually counts. Um, It's been an odd first week. Is that fair?
1: Yeah, it's been odd. You know, we're one in four, but I feel like, um, you know, when they talk about earned run average ERA, sometimes they talk about sequencing, you know, like uh, I think we have a we've had a bad sequencing problem. Do you feel that way? Because we've had two one to nothing losses, that kind of sting. And we've had that opening day shoulda coulda woulda. I feel like kind of did deb- win.
0: Debacle would 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 fit debacle. that. Um,
1: yeah. so we have scored twenty two runs and we've given up twenty four runs. So we only have a two run deficit. So sometimes you look at the Premier League soccer table, you know, they have goals for, goals against. You know, our goal differential is not bad, but the one, our Pythagorean would be a lot better than our actual wins and losses at this stage.
0: Yeah, I think people tune into this, this very podcast to hear about the the Pythagorean. Um, I came up with some interesting stats from the first five games. Do you care to hear any of them? Please. So the first one is obviously that we've lost uh, one to nothing twice, which harsh. I, I did not see Stings. that one coming. Um especially when, you know, you're facing the likes of, of Jake Junis, it's uh surprising. Ugh. To me. Uh, to be fair to Mr. Junis, he was dealing today. He, I mean, we, di- we didn't exactly um, make it tough on him, but he looked very good. Neither here nor there. Um, mm-hmm. So we've drawn 21 walks in five games. That's pretty decent.
1: Yeah, Candelario has drawn four on his own.
0: We've struck out 37 times in five games. That's, that's less good. Um, we have three different hitters who already have three extra base hits in the five games. One happens to be our 9-hitter, Dixon Machado. Dixon, um, yeah. You know how uh, with Garden Hire, we were going to be super aggressive on the base paths? Through five games, we are 0-for-1 in stolen base attempts, uh, just, just like everyone drew up. Uh, we have three quality starts out of five. Three That's, yeah. Three qualities, especially if you take the Carpenter start out. Um, he, You know, he's, yeah. he's just a kid. So of the four, you know, rotation mainstays, that have or, yeah that have thrown for us. Three of them have gone for a quality start, and if yep. you take out the terrible first inning from Zimmerman, I mean that that would have been you know four out of four, but like you say, just just the one win, um, which I I really do agree that that's kind of a sequencing thing, and seven and a third scoreless innings pitched between Joe Jimenez, Warwick uh, Saupold, and Daniel Stumpf. Get this combined one strikeout between the three over seven and a third. That's a little peculiar. It is extremely, especially with you know Joe and Stumpf are both are both relatively high strikeout guys.
1: Now I notice you've cherry picked some of the uh, better relievers to talk about in that uh, particular statistic.
0: Is there a specific reason that you're you're bringing this one up?
1: Kind of because you're homeboys, not so much. See, see, Verhagen, not so
0: much. Nobody wants to listen to me talk about Buck and Verhagen again, so so I'm going to. Um, (laughs) There are reasons to believe with both of them. You saw the first inning with Buck on the mound. Dude, absolutely tore them apart. Here is the thing. You do not need to use all of your relievers for more than one inning. Not everyone is Alex Wilson, not everyone is Warwick. Like, there it is okay to use a guy for one out, for two outs, for three outs. With Drew and with Buck, I am convinced that those are two guys that should rarely, if ever, come back out. Once they're in the dugout with the coat on, they're done. Have, have them hit in the showers, they can give you very good. I mean, obviously. Drew had some issues in his first inning, you know, on opening day. I will I will grant you that. But a lot of his problems um not last year but the year before, back the first time I told you guys that he guys he was amazing were when he came back out. Um I just I I think that Gardy's going to learn relatively quickly that they have a little bit of a shelf life on him as far as how many you know how many times they can come back out. Um and and I do think it's a little bit of a mental thing, uh but I mean figure that like i figured that out i'm i'm no baseball savant garden garden hire should relatively soon i would think
1: i'm i'm kind of buying what you're trying to serve me and i'm kind of thinking no you got you got to show a little bit more toughness and i think you are fo- somewhat feeding me a line of bull
0: i, I but come why on. The, it, it, you do why? not need because... everyone to come back out for this you have seven guys in the bullpen
1: but uh, who was it um, Ver nah. Well, I'm stumbling now um, like Farmer. Sure. But Verhagen, I mean, there was a couple of first innings that they they struggled to. I mean, it's not only just in follow up innings.
0: Yeah. On opening day, he he struggled in his first inning. So the second time he pitched, he threw two scoreless. The thing right. is, if if Verhagen is your opening day, seventh inning man, why is his next outing a two inning outing a seventh inning guy throws one inning at a time he you know he goes in he does his thing and and he's done um i don't know bullpen roles are so fluid and i understand that but if you are you're trying to give these guys the best chance to succeed find out what they're best at and then have them use that you know utilize them to the best of your ability within that role I think that would help both of them and honestly I think that would help Blaine Hardy over the last five years if his main role was to hey come in and get two tough lefties out for us boom that's that's your job I think Blaine would still be with us and I think he could still be extremely effective in that role um, but we don't have to. Now
1: you road. said you know not every reliever can be Alex Wilson and that's true but you need a little Alex Wilson and some of these bullpen guys like but, you can't just pick your spots. But you have stump and Alex Wilson previ- to do Dane, that, though. previous, you know, perfect role every time you only have so many guys. You need them to do different things for you.
0: Yeah. And you would think based on their their past that that would be something that they could lean on. But I feel like they both time and time again exhibited that that's not something that they can do. I just – I think that they need to pay attention to what they're seeing a little bit more. Okay.
1: So Buck and um, Verhagen's shortcomings – rest they rest on the shoulders of
0: Gardner I would say I would say so yeah no so so you're deflecting the
1: the blame and Gardner has got to wear that
0: yeah absolutely so you have five (laughs) you have five guys in your bullpen that are more or less one inning guys you got Green Stump and Jimenez who are essentially at this point your seventh eighth and ninth inning guys you got Buck and Verhagen as your firefighters and you have Warwick and Alex Wilson who can give you multiple innings at a time that that suffices that that covers it I don't understand I, why, why you need extra guys that are giving you three and four innings at a time.
1: I don't – I'm still not buying your case that we've asked something heroic from these men.
0: No, I don't think that we're asking something heroic from them. I think we're just asking something that's outside of their wheelhouse. All right. And All if right, you bye. have the ability to keep them within their wheelhouse for the most part, I think you yeah, should do that. Yes, and
1: if, <laughs> if Garden Hire does not misuse them the rest of the year, everything's going to go – everything's going to go according to plan.
0: I believe that. I believe that they <laughs> they both have the skill set to to succeed very well as your one inning/firefighter slash firefighter types. We have spent a lot of time on Verhagen and Farmer on in two consecutive episodes. Let's let's move on. Um Please. let's go, let's go back to opening day. Um so it was a day late because of weather and I feel like um you know in Frosty the Snowman where they talk about um, when the first snow of the year is also a Christmas snow, something magical is about to happen. When opening day was rained out and it was pushed back to the next day, you knew the following day, the you know fake opening day, sure. was going to be uh, an interesting occasion. Oof. And that was. turned out to be correct.
1: Yeah. I th- what is it? 14-inning, 13-inning affair. Mm-hmm. But the real story happened in the 10th inning? Or was it the ninth inning? It doesn't matter. One of those. Uh yeah. yeah. So um Castellanos. Uh there is a he's on second base, a short base hit by Jacoby. Uh he rounds third the ball is coming in and we have a slide by our friend Nicholas and it is kind of a bent knee slide um but he's he's booking around we have a tag that appears to miss him
0: yeah the word a- with it comes is
1: wiped um and we have a a solid um robust safe call by our home plate umpire understandably everybody goes nuts we rejoice we do the um requisite review thinking they're gonna rubber stamp it but all of a sudden it goes a minute and two minutes and three minutes and i'm thinking oh this is not
0: good yeah the longer like, that goes you... the more you know oh crap it's getting overturned yeah.
1: And that is the crux of the Tigers and garden hire and all our fans, all us fans argument is, and, and I, I complained about it on Twitter at the time. It's like, if you're, if you're studying this thing for more than two or three minutes and you can't parse out whether it's touched or not, um, you need to go with the, the, the ruling on the field. If you are, if you are ripped tearing this thing apart and you, you should investigate it, I mean, go frame by frame or whatever, but, you got to be able to do it in two or three minutes. And if you can't, it's it's certainly not clear enough to overturn in my mind.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, as much as I disagreed with you on, on the Drew Verhagen and Buck Farmer points, I completely agree with with you (laughs) on this one. Um, yeah and and Jim and Jim and Dan were talking about it the next day on the radio because clearly Jim was not ready to move on. Um and he was talking about how Dan was pretty pissed about it too. Dan was, but I I feel like he he, he gets pissed differently. Yes. That is a good way of putting it. He was talking about how Jim was talking about how To overturn a game-winning call like that on opening day, you absolutely have to be sure, and there's no way that you can look at that replay and be absolutely sure, and I think that cuts to the heart of it. There is no way that you can see that and know, yep, for sure he was out, and if that's not the case, you can't overturn that. Um, I feel like we're not saying anything that all of Tiger's Twitter didn't yell. You've experienced 48 hours, but it is still what do
1: you make of this? What do you make of this aftermath where Gardenhire must have communicated with the league and Gardenhire said, well, we we heard what we needed to hear. And the league said, oh, it was clear that he was out. What is going on here?
0: I think they got some sort of acknowledgement. Yeah, we probably made the wrong call. Yeah. There, there is no explanation that garden hire hears that he's like yeah okay i'll sign off on that like clearly we weren't getting it reversed it's not like we're magically going to get an extra win in the win column um so i think at that point you take the best best case scenario which is an acknowledgement of hey you got screwed a little bit i mean I, that's the yeah. only thing i can think of
1: this was the you know Mission Impossible, disavow any knowledge of this conversation kind of stuff. And I think they probably said, yeah, we took too long on it. It was kind of botched. And then right after, we're going to release a press press uh, release that says, yeah, we got it exactly right, which is kind of a a D move. But
0: yeah, definitely. The, I think one of the bigger points is... I mean, I feel like we heard this a lot with the the NCAA tournament, and I think we're going to hear it a lot with, with baseball this year. The review process needs to move faster. Like, it's just not uh, – you take the – I mean, baseball is a flow game. Like, I, I know that people yep. kind of have a hard time believing that because, you know, the pitcher will, you know, adjust his hat and get back – like, baseball – it flows it yep. goes, it goes, um, and when you take four minutes to make a call, everything gets thrown yep. out of whack, not to mention the fact that you 're pissing off all of these fringe viewers that if the game were two hours and forty five minutes they 'd be you know super thrilled about right. baseball, but you know a three hour and ten minute game they just won 't watch. Um, that's that's sarcasm.
1: Well, but... and I thought that was part of the premise of having these reviews done in New York, yes. right? You should have some a team. Get a team of people. Like this is a million million multi million dollar business. Have th- enough guys there to be monitoring in real time every game and play that goes on. And so by the time a manager is out there, they're thinking about it. It's been re- being reviewed for a minute or two already. Exactly. You yes. know what. I think, I think the, doesn't the big 10 or college football, don't they kind of do it this way where they're constantly looking live at it? Um, if I, I just, not
0: they should be, I mean, there's no right. doubt about that. Yeah.
1: I mean, this is a big business. Like get the people to watch the tape live. There's only at most five or six games at a time going on. I mean, at me, a given, I would given time, huh? Right. Uh, I don't know. It's it's just so stupid.
0: Yeah, there like, there needs to be like a, a two minute clock. A if you can't overturn it for sure within two minutes, you we're moving on, right? And stupid. you know, if the the you know people at FIFA are listening, you could go ahead and do that with video assistant replay in soccer too. Just while we're discussing. Um, so obviously we we learned quite a bit about the bullpen on opening day, um, and then the subsequent days. Yeah. Like I said, we have green. And uh Green is, is the closer, Stump is very obviously the the setup man, I think we're using that term loosely, and Joe I would say is probably the seventh ish inning guy. Um and you have Wilson, Verhagen and Buck in some sort of kind of floating role with Warwick as the the the, you know, loosely turned long man. You okay with that?
1: We don't have anybody better right now. I mean, this is what we got. I mean, you just have, like, with Farmer Verhagen, you just have to hope that they're good, they're better. Like, Green, you've uh, got all the talent in the world, but, yeah, he, he stubbed his toe on opening day. You just got to hope he does better. What else are you going to do?
0: Yeah, there really isn't. Pitch better. There, there really aren't many options unless we're, unless we're bringing it back Blaine, which, you know, right. we could do that.
1: I don't see the, any of these guys being replaced. In fact, they could all stub their toe again. Uh, you know, in a guy like Alex Wilson, he's got a, a, an ERA over seven, but like he gave you several innings of good, clean work before you know he had that three-run home run, three-run home run hit on him. So I mean, they're doing okay work. It's just
0: gotta do a little better. Yeah, it's it's sequencing, as you would say. Some of the guys are doing okay.
1: It's what sequencing. Yeah, sequence. I mean. I mean a farmer farmer wagon and green not not so good but you know maybe there's extenuating circumstances but he's got to run them back out there hope they do better that's all there is to it um it's like some of our hitters like Iglesias has not hit well the first few games what are you going to do you're going to run them back out there and just hope they hit better that's all there is to it
0: yeah the the other option at this point is essentially barbado when he comes back um, but it's not exactly like he has a long uh, track record of major league success either. So, but I, I do think there's a live arm there, which we will obviously see at some point, probably probably here shortly. Okay, so I was at Comerica on yesterday. What was that Monday uh, mm-hmm. for the 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 win against the Pirates? Our our one win. Um, I, I tweeted this out, and I think it's an interesting point, um, which I would because because I was the one that said it. Um, so there is, there is an upside to this rebuilding thing We sat uh, about 30 rows behind home plate For $15 a piece which, That's incredible um, Yeah, it's, it's, it's good And I know this is going to come as a bit of a surprise to you It is a lot more fun watching the Tigers From close up behind the plate Than it is in the upper bowl I was really, I was really mm. uh, excited to learn that
1: well, you've had a taste of luxury now. So you've spoiled it forever. You're just gonna want that again. And you know, when the, when they're good, they're gonna be a hundred dollar seats again. You blew it.
0: Yeah. I, I I'll uh I'll soak it in while while the while the option is there. See we were uh let's see, we were about two I think we were in the second row from the top of that lower bowl, like directly behind home plate, and I thought to myself, We are in prime Johnny Kane territory. Like Johnny will be walking by <laughs> The entire game about the second inning. Who do I see coming? But Mickey, Mickey York. Like, oh crap! It's a Mickey York game. And don't get me wrong, I, I like Mickey York, <laughs> but Mickey is not Johnny. Let, let, let's just make that abundantly clear. I was I was telling Whitney like pretty much any of the other Fox Sports Detroit personalities, I would have got out of my seat and gone to to get a picture with, but it was too cold and i i remained pictureless with, with with mickey so forget forgive me mickey <laughs> you're such a dork with johnny gain you're killing me yeah um so <laughs> <laughs> let's see uh baseball things to talk about liriano looked really good like i, yeah. I was very impressed watching him from behind the plate the slider um I mean, we we all know he has a has a nice arsenal when when it's good. the The slider was good. That changeup was good. Um, he was he was sitting around ninety four. I, I was very happy with with what he featured. Um, but the real show behind the plate was Kelvin Herrera. Um, he struck out Dixon on a sl- oh, it was a slider that was absolute baseball perfection. Like hmm. I've often said that I think that it's a perfect 12-6 curve is like the most aesthetically pleasing in all of sports Um, but just a nasty wipeout slider is is right there and that was incredible it was so much fun to watch um, even though it was you know our boy Dixon that that got the heave-ho from that but I my big takeaway from this game um, and Jeremy Troy actually asked to get for this this scouting report on on Twitter the shawarma nachos have you had these (laughs)
1: No, I have not. Tell me about
0: them. Apparently they were new at the ballpark last year. Um I missed that, but they're they're there again this year. But they are so good. If you have not had them at the ballpark, um I highly, highly recommend them.
1: So are they like pita chips?
0: So you got you got your with... pita chips, shawarma yep. chicken. Um it comes with pickles and tomatoes.
1: And, and, like, that cu- cucumber sauce? Or... Yeah, it's
0: like a cucumber garlic sauce. And then there's, yeah, like, a, a yeah. glob of hummus in the corner. It was yeah. it was hot. Whoa. So many fire emojis. Definitely. You
1: see your boy Johnny Kane eat the uh, donut ice cream sandwich? Yeah, I definitely.
0: Uh, obviously. I... And
1: uh, the um, Nutella egg roll things? See. You see the... They brought those up to uh, Rod and Mario.
0: I didn't see that one.
1: That was the – oh, because you were at the game. That was the Mickey York
0: game. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, N- Nutella's garbage. I think that's kind of the big what? the big whoa, takeaway whoa, there.
1: Whoa, 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 so, whoa. N- Nutella is
0: awesome. No, Nutella is terrible. Here's the thing. Hazelnut is one of the most overrated just entities in all of the world. I, I do not understand what people see in Hazelnut. Um the the only good thing to do with hazelnut and then therefore Nutella is to throw it directly in the trash can upon receiving it or purchasing it or, or however you acquire it. You're full of bad opinions today. Wow. <laughs> um so anyway, yeah. Swarm <laughs> Nachos. get get yourself some. Yeah,
1: um, I, those I will get. That sounds good.
0: Yeah, definitely. We should we should go to a game. Why do you, why don't you come with us on Monday? Oh, shit, sorry. Should have been there. Should have been there. Um, So let's see other things. Um, There was a marriage proposal on the scoreboard. Uh, It was – let's see. I I don't exactly know what um, the names were, but essentially the the proposal was after 30 years, we should get married. You know, will you marry me? Wow. So you've been dating this woman for 30 years, and you determined that the time to take the plunge is on the scoreboard at an early April game in the fourth inning versus Kansas City.
1: Well, evidently, it's the same level of investment into the proposal
0: as, you know,
1: as earlier. I mean, you're kind of just coasting through. Yeah, we're going to get married. Nah, drag it out. Well, should I propose? Yeah, I suppose. Whatever.
0: I mean, we could watch the groundskeepers rake around third base or we could get engaged, you know your call it's lazy it it really is um so let's see uh that that appears to be all of my notes from the game the screens they're fine like you can see through them stop stop getting upset about that Uh, okay you asked me you know what do the screens look like and i told you that i think they look like something that old people will get unnecessarily upset about um right Yes, I mean you're probably not going to get a foul ball anyway. Maybe just don't worry about it. Yeah, it, there and is it, a there's a chance that it prevents a kid from getting hit in the head. Like, right, that is reward.
1: Well, if it ricochets off his skull, I could still get the foul ball. Come on, you think about me, America.
0: America. All right, let's move on to your uh, beef of the week. So used to saying power rankings, beef of the week.
1: I know Beef of the Week we have this uh, this week is something that happened on Saturday, and that is the Tigers had a game scheduled. Um, so everybody comes to the ballpark. They find a parking spot. What do they do? They plunk, plunk down there 5 10 or $20 to park. They come in. They go through security. They take out their wallets. Duh, duh, duh. Okay, now we're going to get a hot dog. We're going to get a beer. Uh, and then you know what they did?
0: Canceled the game.
1: Canceled the game. Well, see you, everybody. No game today. It's just so frustrating that they... I know sometimes it's going to happen where you think you're going to get a game in and you have to send everybody home, but it just feels a little slimy and disingenuous to have a game that probably won't happen. And you don't give enough people enough lead time because you think you're going to collect the parking and you're going to collect the concessions and you get everybody riled up. Ugh, I don't know. It seems pretty
0: bad. I don't understand why if you're gonna cancel it before the weather happens, why canceling it two hours before the weather happens is better than canceling it five hours before like before the weather happens. You're still preemptively canceling
1: right, so you're saying give give enough lead
0: time, yeah exactly yeah
1: it doesn't it doesn't feel like rocket science. Now I don't know how much extra money they make by doing these things. I mean, you have all the personnel there, and you're still, you know, not you still have to play a different game where people have to come out and, and use the tickets for that game. But I, you know, it cancel the game on time if you if it's if it's going to be rough out. Don't. I mean, I think Opening Day was a prime example of just doing the right thing and canceling it early and saturday was just a, a the wrong way to do it that's the beef of the week top stop taking advantage of us tigers
0: yeah avila
1: oh can i have a bonus beef of the week by all means um have you followed this business with marlin's man in the rumblings that the tigers are gonna try to get some arrangement to get him season tickets and like woo him
0: yeah. I mean I mean I knew I knew that. I, I'm not exactly an insider. I'll have to I'll have to check with my sources as to what the the latest on that is.
1: Can you imagine anyone thinking that's not incredibly
0: stupid? No, I cannot.
1: It's incredibly stupid. Like you have all these Tigers fans the whole life. Tigers, nothing but the Tigers, hoping to get a glimpse. Maybe someday I could sit in the 15th row behind the front, behind home plate, such as, you know, my hero, Jordan Hall. And then you're just going to give it away to Marlins man who doesn't care about you at all. That's bad, Tigers.
0: And my thing is, what are you gaining by having Marlins man in there? Everyone hates Marlins man.
1: Yeah. His name is Marlins man. What are you going to do? It's going to be the, you know, the, the fan formerly known as Marlins Man, now it's Tiger's Man. Come on, it's just stupid. They did not focus group this at all. This is bad. No one thinks this is smart. Those are the beefs of the week.
0: A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. All right, let's move on to Please. Twitter questions. There's a lot of questions this week, so if we don't yeah. get to your question this week, there's a pretty good chance we'll get to it next week. Um, and you we, say that
1: every time.
0: And if we don't we get to get either to all
1: of them, and we've never gone back a week,
0: so that is not factually correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first one comes in from Emily. Emily at Emily C Walden. If you if you follow us, you're probably following her. But if you're not, you probably everybody, should. Everybody. Um, she asks us, uh, "Would Vladimir Guerrero Jr. or Bo Bichette win in a thumb wrestling war?" I like I like Vlad Jr. To be honest, this feels like a question that she should be answering for yeah, us, this not is, This is us. her wheelhouse. Yeah, <laughs> I but feel like yeah. she's
1: setting up her own question.
0: Yeah, by all means, maybe, maybe we'll we'll have her on and we'll we'll ask her that question. Yeah. Um, but Vla- Vlad is everyone's favorite, so we'll just go with him. I love Vlad. Uh, Jesse Spector asks us once again at jesse specter if the tigers if the tigers played baseball against actual tigers what would happen
1: i think probably the real tigers uh, the animal tigers would probably just kind of roam around and probably nothing much would happen tigers are kind of lazy unless they're like actively stalking their prey i don't think there'd be a big incident
0: see i spend a lot of time in zoos y- you know that I T- tigers are big pacers like, I, they go back yeah. and forth and back That's and true. forth. That's true. I feel like yeah. you would have the three outfield Tigers, like, you know, probably pacing together. So if you were able to hit the ball to the f- part of the field where they weren't, you'd probably be running for a while. Um, you know, I don't know that they're going to stick to traditional, um, you know, positional alignments. Um, you know, some of the, the traditional baseball men would be really pissed. You know, there could be four Tigers on one side of the infield.
1: Uh-huh. We are in about creative positioning these yeah, days, you would, know, four outfielders, stuff like that.
0: That'd be that'd really ruffle their feathers. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't see as much maybe blood and gore as, as Jesse is expecting here. But I
1: don't that's what people maybe. would hope for. Right. You know, Coliseum gladiator style. The they want to throw is, is the you know.
0: the baseball Tigers would be armed. I mean, they, they have bats and, and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, our buddy Guido, Guido Knudsen, at G Knudsen 4, uh fifteen, excuse me, asks us, when can I come on again? Also, what are your top five? He says type five chips. Is that a, a Frisbee golf thing?
1: I don't think so. Okay. I don't know okay. so what
0: I'm that assuming is. So I'm assuming it's a typo, as in top five chips.
1: Top five chips. Um, For me, it's always tortilla chips. Really? I don't like Doritos.
0: Yeah. Tortilla chips Because I like the to dip. Okay.
1: Yeah. Because I like to dip them, I gotta have some salsa. Yeah. Um, I like salt and vinegar potato chips.
0: You would be a salt and vinegar guy. That those are disgusting. Those are worse than Nutella. What is what is wrong with you? You call me.
1: We don't have time to talk about everything <laughs> that's wrong with me. Um, I also like bugles.
0: Oh, okay. Do you put them on your finger? Make yourself the the dinosaur. Yeah, of course, everybody does that.
1: Um, I don't know. What else do I like? Um, do you like barbecue potato chips I'm not big into the the the
0: goat potato chip is barbecue better made potato chips that is is the only correct answer as far as what is the greatest chip out there barbecue if I'm
1: getting potato chips I'm spending the long dollar and getting like the um, kettle cooked chips
0: oh you're a fancy boy I see how it is I I should have known that
1: don't give me your weak laziness I want I want the kettle cooked
0: Uh, I do enjoy uh, Doritos of of all blends. Have you had the – I think it's like Buffalo and Ranch or something like that. That's really good.
1: Hey, um, speaking of chips, do you know that they um, Costco carries chips that are made in Traverse City?
0: Yeah, Great Great Lakes potato chip company or something like that.
1: They have uh, buffalo wing chips. Well, it's not wing. You know what I mean? Buffalo flavored. I'm that not, that not gonna, makes pretty good.
0: I'm not going to talk ill of that company, but their customer service is lacking. We'll just we'll just put it that way. We we stock them in the campground, and they're not my favorite vendor to work with. So apparently I apparently, I apparently I will talk ill of them because I just did he yeah, just threw them out of the bus <laughs> um at tiger's j u k our buddy jed asks us if bunting's down uh six nil six zero is considered against the unwritten rule he puts in parentheses twins um in case you weren't uh, yeah. aware why yeah, isn't yeah. challenging the final out of the game when it's six one considered against them which is a reference to uh what the Monday Royals game did? the game that i was yeah the game that I was at.
1: It's there's a big difference. I mean, you gotta use the challenge. It's yeah, I yeah. would use that. But the bunting is is
0: <coughs> so I, I feel like we spend a lot so of time co- you know complaining about people who don't play the game right, but whatever. <coughs> that was the ultimate in just shut up, you're the the right. Dozer thing. They
1: shifted. Yeah. They're shifting, the defense is shifting to try to gain an advantage of fielding where they think they're going to hit it. And so the bunt was against a shift. And then they're complaining about like them trying too hard. That's stupid. It's
0: like, okay, Mike Matheny, chill out. (coughs) Are you going to die? Is this a, is this going to be the, our last episode?
1: I, I will
0: say that. Say that again. You you broke up. (laughs)
1: I said, yes, I will die. I just hope it's not
0: now. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Um, at Nicholas Haller says, is it too early to bad. get on the Liriano hype train? Uh, could you please mention briefly his league? Um, so our buddy Nicholas has a uh, podcastianos listener league that he set up, um, which it is a little bit late because the season has started. Um, but if <laughs> if you're interested, uh, get in touch with him. I, I'm pretty sure I retweeted the, the link to him. Um, I have a little bit too much going on this summer to play and you hate fantasy sports. I'm assuming you won't either, yeah. um, but there, Just be, yeah. there does yeah, seem to be quite to. a bit. Of interest. Sorry. So if you're interested, get get in touch with him. Um, but back, see, I, I back totally to
1: would. Yeah, I totally would play fantasy baseball in that league, but I don't want to.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Talk about Liriano.
1: Liriano, you better enjoy him fast, friends, because if he's good, yeah, he's he's leaving
0: quickly, which would be a success. That, that, yeah, was, that yeah, was the point yeah. all along. Um, uh, our buddy Jacob Skronik asks us, which Tiger would be the best school teacher? Um, are you ever going to have a podcast? Yano's meetup. I live in Virginia, but would make my darndest to get to Michigan for that. Let's start with Tigers and school teacher.
1: Um, so Matt Boyd did this little uh, Fox Sports uh, kind of hosting doing a little thing with the food and I thought he was really did a really nice job with that so you know he could be a teacher he was poised and well you know well well prepared and spoken it was great I Matt boy.
0: I could see that I think Mikey would make a good teacher he seems relatively down to earth um sure. and and I think Nico would be the te- the teacher that oh. everyone loves
1: he's the utility man he's good at everything
0: yeah he, he would be a good substitute teacher is that a good one? Sure. Yeah, oh, that's great but I'm just Um, And as far as the meetup goes, uh, Uh, here's the thing. It would be, Jake, it would be you and Eric and me. Like, I don't think that would be a very well-attended event.
1: You're you're overestimating the global appeal of the podcast, I think.
0: But uh, you talked about um, seeing seeing Spurs play in Pittsburgh. That might be a little bit more of a, a likely meetup. Um for the meetup, I mean there'd be it'd be
1: standing room only if there was no chairs. That's all I'm saying.
0: <laughs> oh boy, that would that would that would be a, an experience. That would be an experience. Yeah. Um at alex underscore where net asks us if actual tigers were playing actual royals, what would happen?
1: Hmm. Now, this is a variation on the Spectre question, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think it, much of anything would happen. I I don't I think the 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 royalty would huddle in a corner and the tigers would mostly leave them alone
0: that's probably true
1: you know unless you know they were hungry or provoked you know think Roman Colosseum you know now
0: what if the you know somewhere along the the lineage of the royals um, and the lineage of the tigers there was like uh, an extensive tiger hunt and they knew of that and they you know were trying out to avenge their ancestors deaths
1: What's the next question?
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, at Anthony, or excuse me, at Ant underscore Troya, Anthony Troya, the best of the Troys. He asks us, uh, who has a better start as a professional player, Candy Machado, Goodrum, and pitcher uh, Boyd Fulmer, Liriano.
1: Uh, the best start this year, or the best start of their careers?
0: I, I'm interpreting this as the start to. Let's season. go with the season because obviously yeah. Boyd, Liriano, and, and, and Fulmer are all at very different points in their career.
1: Right. So um, the hitters, it's got to be Dixon Machado, that, doesn't it? That was it? what
0: I would say, too. Yeah, definitely.
1: He's got the RBIs. He's hitting a bunch. He's hitting for a little bit of uh, extra base power. Right? I, he's got three doubles.
0: I do like that Candy's drawn all those walks, though. Yeah, um, four walks is, Candy. That's definitely something. I mean, balls. that is why he should be hitting, too. Like, there's no—, there's no uh, yeah better example of that than that. I'm right. I'm happy with, with what Can, uh, Candelario's done so far.
1: Sure. Yep. Patient, and, good approach at the plate. Not a ton of hits. Uh but I think that'll that will kinda
0: come. Yeah. And as far as the pitchers go, um it's hard to not pick Fulmer. That that start was so dominant. Yeah, but Fulmer, the other two have been almost just as good. Um did he
1: say Lariano and Boyd?
0: And Boyd, yeah. Two? I mean Boy, yeah. Boyd pitched really well today. Yeah? Um, yeah. and, and he was efficient too. I feel like that was a problem obviously for both him and Norris last year was efficiency. Um, I highly doubt Norris will ever crack the efficiency, uh, problem, but Boyd seems to have at least a little bit at Adam or excuse me, Adam Langworthy at Tigers fan mags asked us, what are, uh, your top overplayed Fox sports Detroit commercials over the last few years?
1: Oh, family heating and cooling has to be up there. Yep. I feel like they run in that thing all the time. And also starting to grate on me a little bit is the the HVAC school. What is it, Northwestern? Yeah, I these? always
0: I always make the joke to Whitney that that's who I'm gonna take to win it all in my bracket next year. She oh, doesn't yeah. find that amusing. I don't I don't know why.
1: How many times have you tried it?
0: Probably yeah. at least, probably five.
1: If you if you could do it a few more times, okay. I think I think she'll find it funnier. I think that's how
0: jokes jokes work, yeah. Yeah. um the opposite of most that grate on me is the the one that I miss the most is bite bite, bite, bite sip, sip 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 yeah
1: that bring is one back of the bite, bite time sip, goat sip
0: commercials I yeah. love that commercial
1: the cheesy looks and stuff it's yeah. perfect but, um, um you need a blouse like that with the flowy
0: sleeves oh that's what we should what all wear can't. to the meetup
1: to the, the bite bite sip sip meetup <laughs>
0: um and i do like uh americanmetalroofs.com i actually sang that to whitney on our first date that's that's how i how i lock that down mm-hmm. everyone A true romantic <laughs> um at david j ham asks us uh do we have reason to be optimistic about the starting pitching based on what we've seen both in spring training and this past week yes I mean, I think it should be tempered expectation, considering Liriano will, like we said, eventually be dealt, and I think there is a ceiling on Boyd, but yeah, absolutely. Sure, Um, go crazy.
1: Uh, Carpenter is probably not uh,
0: the answer. No. Carpenter doesn't have a profile that you look at and think, yep, he's going to be a competent major league starting pitcher. Yeah.
1: Ryan Carpenter is 27 years old, and he made his major
0: league debut with us after not getting a start. It doesn't always tell you something, but most of the time,
1: sometimes that it tells you a something, little something. Yeah.
0: Uh, at John Fine Two asks us, is it okay to stop crying?
1: Um, you know, you just cry the amount that you need. No one's here to dictate your your emotional state. Just let it out. It's okay. Let it out. Let it out.
0: Uh, at Jeremy underscore Troya, the better of the Troya brothers, asks: us, Do you think Mister Freeze would still beat Victor if he let Victor start twenty yards from the finish, and he starts at the normal spot?
1: I mean, do we need to educate people about beat the freeze, or do you think our
0: listeners know beat the freeze? If not, Google it. Yeah. So. I love watching Beat the Freeze I like Beat the Freeze, too.
1: It's fascinating because he's got to judge how much Head Start to give to make it just the right amount of competitive.
0: That's the intrigue for me. It's like, uh, you know, throwing a deep ball. Like, he has to judge, you know, like in in football. Yep. And he is a machine. I am convinced that the freeze is the fastest man on earth. And I don't know, maybe if it's the suit that makes him look so fast, but he looks like he's absolutely flying. No, he looks
1: fast because he's, he's picking on jumps. That they just pick out of the crowd, who you know maybe have some shoes on. He's got track spikes in the suit, and there's some dope in cargo shorts with his wallet in his pocket, and he's trying, you know, maybe spins his hat around, but he's just huffing out there. I I would need half the warning track.
0: (laughs) The video last year when the guy thought he had it won, turned around and thought and saw the freeze there and bit it. That was. One of the funniest things I've ever seen in my entire
1: life. Pure poetry
0: at Evan Ken 95 asks us, what are your favorite colors? Orange, red, red. It's the only color, you know, what color I hate blue. Pretty much, pretty much anyone that wears that actually doesn't work out well, considering the Tigers are Navy. Um, Right. I like I like red. Um, at tigers underscore opinions asks us best promotional item ideas you guys can come up with. Obviously, the Tigers need help drawing crowds. Hmm. I have the ultimate one. What's free that? alcohol.
1: Yeah. Or even discounted.
0: People enjoy G, G alcohol. Beer day.
1: Yeah. Just one day. I mean, you don't want it to get super sloppy, but like dollar draft day and get just like 10 ounce cups. You know what I'm saying? Just get the little, the little dollar t- ten ounce drafts, eight ounce draft. That, that way, people gotta wait in line a little bit, but people would swarm the building for cheap beer. It'd be great.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, we go down to the the dog track when we're in Florida every now and again. They have fifty cent hot dog days and fifty cent um pop day, soda, sure. soda as they would call it down there. Yeah. Just take that concept and apply it to beer and you you would do well um i feel like this one actually you've already done he asked us uh adam langworthy asked us to power rank episodes i'm pretty sure you did a power rank of episodes at some point
1: i think i did a power ranking of power rankings
0: yes i think that's what you did um i would say each each new show is the new number one because we're getting better and working at our craft clearly um, Just a
1: little better every day.
0: And the last two come from at uh, Tiger underscore lifer. The first one is directed at me, and it's it's a dig. He said, "How did Sevilla make it to this stage of the Champions League?" Um, I don't know. They they got lucky. I don't I don't remember exactly who they played in the last round. So I'm not I'm not going to weigh in on that one. And... I'm
1: riding high on my team. They got a, they got the big W, and it, it's they're looking to stave off elimination. They're looking strong.
0: Yeah. I think, I think that our teams will play each other again next year, which is an accomplishment for you guys. Um, and the, this is his other question. And this is, um, as he says, I'm all seriousness, would like to know what the Tigers are going to do with this outfield situation. Matuk looks mm. lost. Martin does not look like a mm. leadoff guy. How long are the leashes on these two with Jacoby parked on the 25 man? <laughs> I thought this was a well, really, really good one to end on.
1: Right. Martine, uh, his leash is extremely long. Like super duper long, long leash. The leash is so long, some would call it a rope. It's just that long. Um, And uh, to say that um, uh, Matuk looks lost, I don't know how I feel. I don't know if that's accurate.
0: There was one swing that he had against Junus today that I looked at that. I'm like, oh, Mikey, what are you doing? I agree it is early to say that he looks lost up there. Um, and you, you know me. I, I love Mikey. He's one of my favorite players on the team right now.
1: But he's going to get some more
0: time. He is struggling. To to yes. figure. Oh, absolutely. And there's no reason for them not to. But I right. also will say there is no reason not to find out what Jacoby has too. Yeah,
1: you mix, them in. Yeah, right, you mix know, him in. Yeah, I don't know. I
0: don't know what that looks like, but we are going to see extended at bats from Jacoby at some point this year. There's too much talent there to always, you know, look back and wonder what could have been with him. We're, we're going to find out.
1: He's going to get mixed in a little bit more. Sure. Yeah. And you can do that in the outfield because there's more outfielders. You know,
0: that's true. Um, and I think it's pretty safe to say that, uh, Victor Reyes, isn't going to be, uh, mixing into the outfield too.
1: (sighs) Yeah. I'm not feeling him. No, I I mean, I feel like anytime botched the, the fielding and I don't know.
0: Anytime you need like any courtesy likes on Twitter, all you got to do is rip off a quick, Oh, Victor Reyes is terrible. You know, a joke or or anything people like that, and people are excited about that. that. Up, yeah, yeah. Um, Perfect. All right, I that that ends the questions. Thank you. We for, did it. Thank you for for getting in touch with us. The questions are the lifeblood of the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, the it,
1: questions are more important than than Jordan or I. Really, I mean.
0: Yeah, it, it goes my Mac that uh, you know edits and and all that stuff. The questions, <laughs> me then then eric and then I
1: guess? A thousand you know feet of garbage
0: yeah i see how it, i see how this joke is gonna go <laughs> it was always going that way let's be honest yeah. um if you want to get in touch with the show you can on twitter i am at jordan hall 23 eric is at comeric eric and the show is at podcastianos on the instagram i am at jordino 4 facebook.com backslash podcastianos and like we said before we would love it if you would take the time to subscribe rate and review us on itunes Google Play, SoundCloud, or whatever other platform you're listening to the show on. Um, Eric, it's been a good first week. Uh, You can't say that record wise, but I've enjoyed watching five games of baseball, listening to some of it on the radio. Um, It's just good to have baseball back.
1: I feel the same way.
0: Um, Anything else to say to the people before we get out for the week?
1: Nope.
0: All right. With that being said, we will catch you guys next week and eat them up, Tigers. Eat them up.
1: Goodbye.